Today's episode is sponsored by ChrisTaylorRacing.com. Welcome to Driven to Compete, where we interview badass, high-performing individuals to learn more about their competitive spirit and share their stories as a form of inspiration for our community. I'm here with Sean McKay uh, out of the D.C. area. We are in uh, VIR and uh, met Sean today through a bunch of racers that are here for BMW Racing. And uh, really like to, to get your story a little bit, find out how you started, see how long you've been doing this. Um, I usually just start off with uh, tell me about your, your current situation and what you're doing in racing. Oh, well, thank you for having me. Uh, I'm racing in uh, the IP class, so a BMW E36 M3. Um, it has a full aero package, uh, cams and headers, double adjustable suspension. So uh, it's a pretty fun car to drive. Cool. So um, how long have you been driving that car? Um, so I've started driving E36 and 3s probably in 2000 and. Did it? Ten. Um, I initially um, raced in what was called iStock, which is basically an E36 M3 with a roll cage in it. That didn't last very long. They switched it to iSport, which meant you could um, have a better suspension. Um, you could have an airbox. You could have the same tires that we're running now. Um, and then I raced that for a couple of years and then moved into IP. So same car, just kept adding to it. Okay. And and was that the first time you'd ever raced? Yeah. So, I mean, family loves cars. Okay. Uh, and we, my whole family is road warriors. Um, and um, I, um, interesting, uh, a couple of things kind of led to it. I, I never thought I would race cars. Um, I, I, uh, I had a Mustang when I was in college and then when I went to medical school, I got a Cobra Mustang mm -hmm. I probably drove that too fast when he played for this. <laughs> and, um, and then, um, I'd always thought about getting a BMW. I, I, uh, in med school, I had seen an E36 and three, the one I'm racing now, but I, I saw it when it was first put out in the 90s, and I thought it was the coolest car. And I used to try and keep up with them, you know, I I in Chicago, and, and it was just a little, it seemed quicker than than my, my Cobra Mustang, which you thought would be faster, but it just seemed quicker. And um, uh, during my residency, I, um, I bought my first BMW. I was moonlighting a lot, so I, I had a little bit of extra money. And I went to get just a regular old 323 because I thought that's what I could afford. But to get to the one they were going to sell me, they had to move a 330, 330 CI with a ZHP package. And as soon as they started it up, I was like, done, I want that one. <laughs> and, um, and so that was the first BMW I ever had. And um, 
I wish I'd get the garb so they have my stuff to get rid of that car. Yeah, I'm just bringing up bad memories. But um, I, uh, from there, um, I went to the new, in 2008, went to the new 330 uh, CI. That's the one that didn't have an oil intercooler or an oil cooler, so it used to go into a mode. But it was purchasing that that I discovered BMW Car Club. Um, I, which is weird, maybe a little off track, but you understand the story. So I actually was looking at getting an Audi. So the 330 Fiat, I was going to get the Audi. The S4 had just come out. Yeah. And I thought that was the coolest car. I went and test drove it and um, loved it and, you know, sat down to buy it. And you know how they you have, you have to the salesperson and they make you talk to the man. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so the manager looked at me and said I couldn't afford the car. I mean, I drove in in a BMW that cost the same amount of money. He said I couldn't afford it. Didn't know anything about me. Didn't know what I did for livings. Didn't know anything. Just said I couldn't afford the car. So I was like... Holy cow. Yeah, so my wife and I drove across the street to the BMW dealership. And we met a, a salesperson named Blit and all. Greatest salesperson I've ever met. I bought like six cars from him. And he was like... Oh, you'll, you'll, you'll like this 330 CI here. The keys come back whenever. My wife and I drove around a lot, loved it. We ordered one and it came. But in that purchase, he said, have you ever heard of BMW Car Club? I said, no, what's that? He said, well, you can drive it on the track. You can do what? <laughs> so, um, so I joined and uh, at that time I was finishing my fellowship in DC, but had been stationed. I was supposed to have, I had orders to, campus in North Carolina. And uh, I did my first Tar Heel event here at VIR in 2009 and was hooked. And within a year, I moved to racing. I so what, racing was it, what was that event that you did? It was just a regular HBTE. Oh, gosh. And, uh, and I was driving. I did a couple of those. And as I started to go faster, you know, that was my daily driver. Yeah. And, and it would go into limp mode uh, because you, they would overheat. And so I talked to people around and said, well, what kind of car would you get? And they had said, get an E36 and three. I wish they had said, get an E30 and three, because they were cheaper. <laughs> but, uh, and so I found, uh, I found one with uh, a lot of miles on it, but with under $10,000 out in California. And, uh, and so I bought one and been racing ever since. So since 2010, that's what I've been, been driving that is awesome. So how many races do you get to a year? Not as much anymore. Yeah. I, I used to race quite a bit. NASA, SCCA, and BMW. And uh, now I get four to six a year. Okay. Six on a good year. Last year, I think I did five. That okay. Was a great year. Yeah. Uh, this year, we'll see. We'll see what my wife lets me do. <laughs> well, um, I'm assuming you're going to be staying with BMW, right? You're, you're, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I always drove around my, my dad had a picture of a 911 on his wall his entire, you know, at our house to life. So I kind of inherited this Porsche dream. Yeah. But, um, I, I'm, we have quite a few BMWs. I, no one say I'm, 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 I, another funny story. Um, so when I first met my wife in San Francisco, she didn't, she didn't know me. She broke a few days. Then that time I was driving a Ford and I rode a Lewis. And 
after that day I bought that 330 CI, I gave her a call and was like, hey, I just got this new car. I'm thinking about doing a road trip to Santa Monica this weekend. Do you want to join me? She said, yes. She never broke a date after that. <laughs> so now I keep at least a couple of BMWs around all the time <laughs> so, that, so that my marriage stays afloat. Oh, that's awesome. Does she, she have one too? She drives an X5 <laughs> hybrid. Yep. Um, my daily driver is an F80 M3. Um, I race the E36 M3, and then I have an E46 M3 track Connor. Okay. So, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, exactly. Um, do you do you do any more track days at all? No, I I used to. Mm-hmm. I just with work and we have a three year old daughter, and I'm happy to get the four. Yeah. If I can get four a year, I'm happy. So what is the best part of race now? The where you've been, where you've been at. What's the best part of racing for you? I I like um, you know, I like the challenge of it. You know, for me, um, it's more mental. I have uh, I'm always uh, I limit myself. I could be faster if I you know like this could do that. But I just really like it's fun. Yeah. I mean, I, I just it's exciting. Uh, it's challenging. It's a little bit dangerous. And uh, it, it's addictive, isn't it? It's very addictive. So, how um, having raced as much as you have, um, have you ever had any um, like really bad days? Like, my God, uh, like something bad happened, or you know, the wind was taken from you, or maybe there was an accident or something like anything that is this is uh, something that you wish wouldn't have happened. <laughs> yeah. So um, the first. The the one I bought in 2010, uh-huh. the E36 and three, I was racing. I sport with that, and I, I race it. Um, Rode a minute or so with that. I, I raced at at uh, Barber. I did a mischief at Barber. Blew my engine. Oh my! It was a fun. I traveled a long way to blow my engine on that. Yeah. Um, but uh, we were racing up at Watkins Glen when BMW had just first started doing their endurance race series. They don't do it anymore. And um, and I was partnered with a few people. And and in the practice for their endurance race, the car got totaled. It took me a long time to get back from that. But it, it was around the time that I was, what, 2014? And then I got deployed to Afghanistan, so I was gone... Oh, no, no, it was 2012. So I was going to Afghanistan 12 to 13. And during that time, the car racing now um, got built. Uh, but I was in Afghanistan, so I couldn't sit in it. So the car doesn't fit me very well. <laughs> and if you see my helmet, it's got all these scratch marks on it from getting in and out of the car. Yeah. But I've been racing that car since 2000. Oh, a long time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, but now it's IP and it's so much. Fun. So for some people that are listening, what does that mean? What does IP mean? So it, it's just a class within BMW. So it, it typically in E36 and three um, cams and headers, they make between 216 to 280. Some people maybe make more horsepower to the rear wheel. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a double adjustable suspension, non-remote reservoir. Um, they... Um, have a full aero package. They have to weigh about tw- about twenty nine eighty, so about three thousand pound. 
Uh, they're pretty fast cars. If you if people drive it really well, I think the track record in that car here is two oh two. So that's yeah, that's pretty fast. Yeah, um, that's not what I've ever done. But <laughs> uh, but that car can do two oh two. You know, a well sorted IP car could do it. You know. So you've been at a lot of tracks, I imagine. Let's see, I've done um, Watkins Glen, New Jersey Motorsports Park, Summit Point. Adam, Carolina Motorsports Park, Road Atlanta, uh, Road America, Barber. So most of the Southeast yep. and East Coast tracks, I haven't done any of the West Coast. So you have a favorite? Uh, it would be here. Yeah. Here. Yeah. My top three, which I try to do as much as possible, here. Road Atlanta and Watkins Glen. Okay. I've only done Road America once. Yeah. That was many years ago. Mm -hmm. It seemed fun at the time. Uh, I haven't been able to make it back. We were supposed to go this year in May, and um, but that race got canceled. Last year, I got to do Coda. Okay. It was hot. When was it? When was it? In the hot season, 105 degrees. Was... Just acting <laughs> in the shade. Yeah. Out of church. But it's hot thing. But uh, that was I had a lot of fun at that. I forgot I had a lot of you know, I enjoyed lots of the tracks. Yeah. But I think I like the bigger tracks. I'm not as much of a fan, like I like the big tracks. Yep. Um, you know, where you where you, where you um you have long strings. Yeah, you get up to speed. Yeah, yeah I yeah. like the bigger tracks. So any of the big tracks. Cool. Yeah, Road Road Atlanta still scares me a little bit. I did my race school there. Uh huh. But but yeah, it's you know, that one in fact, I guess I don't get to do it very often. Maybe I do it every other year or something like that. Where if I do VIR every year, yeah, like I never miss a chance. To do yeah, VIR. yeah. Now I, I was in, I visited um, Road Atlanta, but I haven't raced it yet. I was there a couple weeks ago interviewing some racers there, and I haven't I haven't been on this track either. So you need to get out. I know, I know. I I put my racing on hold this year uh, so that I can do the podcast. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I race in the SCCA and in a V-Spec class, so it's a lot slower um so we we like a lot of twists and turns so the short ones are actually more fun for us because you get a slow car and a long straight you're like in 10 minutes later you get to the end of it so it's not quite the same thing yeah ip is kind of in between there. it has a little bit of horsepower not a lot um so you can um but it also has arrow so you can you know, but you need, you know, the arrow really only works on the sweeping corner. Like, if you want to steal the arrow, yeah. like, like, Coda was awesome. <laughs> I had never really, I forget the numbers, but one of the last turns, you, you have this, this high-speed right-hander, this long right-hander, and you're basically, if you're doing it right, you're kind of sliding through it the entire time. Yeah. And I just thought that was, I still have. Yeah, that, that's a fun, fun corner. I think that, that corner goes right around the tower. That right hand turn. Like that. And, then, yeah. and then you come back left and yeah. onto the final turn. Of yeah. The throat. Yeah. Yeah. That car didn't have a lot of horsepower from that because, you know, going up that hill on the front straight, it was always like, he, he can make it. <laughs> Please. Uh, so, um, what about any real memorable races where you just had more fun than any other race? He, I think Coda last yeah. year, um, I, uh, we did one of those wild hair races. Well, what is that? I've heard that. But well, basically, basically, they take your fastest time. Okay. And they start you at intervals so that the goal is on the last lap, 
everyone's finishing at the same time. Okay. You know, so it was like a photo finish. Yeah. And um, that was a lot of fun. Um, um, I've had some, you know, I've had some good battles with, with some IP cars that I found a lot of fun. Last year, Kerner and I were were at a lot of places. We're, we're neck and neck. Coda was one of them. Mm -hmm. um, so had some good time. At the bad time, you asked at the bad time, I, when I used to race both SCCA, NASA, and BMW, it, it doesn't really translate well. So usually you have to put a lot of weight into your car to, to do that. And it was raining much worse than this here. And I had like a hundred pounds in the rear or something crazy. And I'm, you know, going into turn one and hit the brakes and then my rear end became my front end. Oh. If I slid past the, you know, the, the worker station into turn one, lucky it would hit me. And then, you know, there's a lip there, you know, so you, when you fly there sideways, you think your car is going to roll. Yeah. Luckily it didn't roll. I remember that being one of the U.S. most scary moments. Yeah, you go back basically 100 miles an hour and sliding past some tower, and then you know. So, so I did AER for a while, for a season, and um, was a good group. And um, at NJP, NJMP, from Porsche came and missed the brake zone and slammed it to me over 100 miles an hour, and um, that's probably the highest impact crash I've ever had. And uh, what stings more about the not the crash is that, you know, I was responsible for rebuilding cars. Yeah. And the car was totaled. It, and the car is racing here today. I basically paid for that car. And it's on the trip. <laughs> so every time I see that car, I can So in this, <laughs> If you see a yellow E36, <laughs> that should be my car. So in those situations, if you essentially paid for it, would it, do you have the option to like, yeah, let me buy it from you? No, could, you know, just basically to repair it was quite a bit of money. You could have bought it for that. And then they repaired it and then sold it yeah. to someone else. That's why I kind of stopped doing AER just because it wasn't my fault. I didn't have a driver error, you know, but someone else has one. The car gets total and I'm out of race car. You know, the basically the price of yeah. this car. Yeah. Although I had a lot of fun doing endurance racing, but a lot of fun. Did a 24-hour race here. Probably one of the greatest times I've ever had, you know. We were going up through the S's and uh, we lost lights. Oh, I'm driving the S's with no lights. <laughs> you know, like the lights just went out, like all the dribble went up. Uh, we still won that. We won our class with that race. But, um, you know, so a lot of fun, but I just, I couldn't see, you know, buying a race car that I didn't know get to take home. Yeah. You said A, A, American Endurance Race. Okay. Yeah. yeah no, I, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, it's a it's a endurance racing group. So teams compete. Okay. They go to all the major tracks. They either do um, eight hour, twelve hour, and then they have a a twenty four hour race here. And what was the class that you were in? Well, it was an E thirty six M three. Just in regular E thirty six. Uh huh. Um, and, and your classing sometimes depends on who's driving the car because basically what happens during qualifying is. They take the times of all the drivers, and then based on what those times are, they try and group you mm -hmm. with teams that are doing similar times. I got you. So, like, class one, two, three, four. Okay. And and uh, and so, you know, if you're all really fast drivers, you could have a slow car for four wires, but if you're a really fast driver, you could be in class four. You know, okay. not really, you know, but 
So, but that was a lot of fun. It was a great team. They had some, what was cool about that concept is they had um, some professional drivers that would coach you as well as drive. They may do a stint, but they would coach you. So, and that's when I really started to get exposed to driver coaching. And actually, the co two drivers on that team, one is Anthony Magagnoli, you may have heard of him, and the other is Andrew Wickstrom. I used them to coach at you no know, fly race here to how they've been very helpful not cheap yeah yeah well um if you were gonna tell somebody you know hey if you're interested in racing you might want to start this way what would that be yeah i think um i i think i would start with the slowest cheapest car you can find mm -hmm. because you need to get track time or seat time mm -hmm. Um, and so whether that's, you know, if it's BMW, whether that's Specky 36 or Specky 46 can be a little pricey. If you want to compete with everyone, that's a pretty expensive car, but, um, or if you want to inspect the it's not, but some class where it doesn't have a lot of horsepower, but it's a well-balanced car that handles well so that you can figure that out. Yeah. I, you know, I think that's probably the fool that's better for most people. There are some people, you know, there are people on uh, the guy packed next to me who this is his third race and he's racing an M4 GT, you know, an M4 GT. What? Really? <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, but he's handling it, right? He's he put down good times. So some people just have that kind of, yeah. you know, talent, you know, but. I think for most people, starting slow with a well-balanced vehicle and understanding how to carry momentum might be better. Yeah. You know, so if I could do it again, I I, I maybe don't want an E36 do. Although I love it, you know, maybe it would have been better if I had done a semi E36. Mm -hmm. uh, or back then they were student spec E3. Okay. Um, you know, uh, but this league I sure know. So you are on, are you on a team or how, how does that work no well i i guess you through tree yeah um um or if i were racing and um, he um does arrive and drive mm -hmm. but he's he chooses whom like you can't he has limited spots and not everyone who wants to be on this team gets to go to this team. I, I don't know how he chooses he yeah you have to talk to him about that so he has a group of racers that arrive and drive it and and some most of us he keeps a car to shop he does the maintenance he brings it to the track they make sure any issues it's running at the track tires fuel all that stuff some and um, people bring their own car to the track you may do the maintenance but they go pick it up and they bring it to the track and mm. so you don't have to pay that the fees of bringing it to and from but um um so in a sense it's a team because we I mean, and they're not in a team that with us against everyone else, yet yeah. it's a group of people who are commonly at Vince together. We have dinners together. We, you know, it's a, it's a nice atmosphere. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I've been doing that in the last couple of years and I've really liked it because, um, time is limited as you know, it, it may be a little bit more expensive, but I haven't missed a race. My, my car has not sat out a race to a mechanical issue. Yeah. Years. Yeah. You know, and so the you know, if I only get four races a year, but it breaks down during two of them, well, then 
I only race twice that year. Yeah. Whereas now, I go to race weekend, I finish the weekend. Mm -hmm. Unless I have a crash. Yeah. I'm not having that over there. Well, you were out there today. It was raining. Yeah. So you made it through that just fine. Yeah, you know, I, I know. I used to be really intimidated racing. I'm not saying I'm a great rain racer. I'm a little more comfortable. I, I was working with Andrew Wickstrom last year, and he said, being fast in the, in the rain isn't about driving fast. It's about finding the grip. Who have who, who can find the most grip that's who's going to give the fastest lap? So when I started thinking about it that way, and really just trying to search for where you can go through, I, I'm a little more comfortable. Mm -hmm. I made it through there, and I wasn't the fastest time, but I'm up some places, uh, and uh, and I didn't hit anyone, and I, and I finished the race. Yeah. And I, you know. Sounds like a good day. Yeah, that is a good day. Yeah. A real good day. So, now I really appreciate your time. Is there is there anything else you'd want any listener to know? Uh, this is for fans. This is for other racers. Um, anything else you want to add or maybe even um, uh, promote or um, is there s something that you want other people to know about? I would say I like BMW Car Club or Club Racing. Uh -huh. I think it's a great organization. Um you know, for a lot of people, they put their heart and soul and whatever little loose cash they have into the cars here, and they, they kind of respect that. And then we see her very respectful, the group of people, very helpful. So you can come out and join us here at BMW Club Race. Awesome, man. Great time. Sean, it's a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. I want to thank you for listening or watching Tried to Compete. It's been a pleasure sharing this episode, and I hope that we've provided some inspiration and entertainment along the way. I absolutely love hearing from you, and I promise I'll personally respond to every comment, every question, and every request. If you want to connect, start with our website, driventocompete.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter. Whether you reach out or not, please like, subscribe, and share. Until next time, go kick some ass.